Hello, everyone, and welcome to People Keep Dying, a podcast where we talk about how people keep dying. I'm your host, Stephanie. And this is Angela. And today we're going to talk to you, well, today I'm going to talk to you about a murder. Uh, well, actually, it's two. Um, so couple, it's serial. It's not, I wouldn't say this is a serial murder. I don't think anybody else would also consider her a serial killer either. So a couple weeks ago... I referenced that uh, one of the ones that I wanted to do was the Tylenol murders. Mm -hmm. And then we had a little bit of a debate about whether or not it's been caught. Um, This is a little bit of a side story from the Tylenol murders. Okay. Okay. It's the same time frame. It's, yes, it's in the same time frame. It's a lot more recent. I decided to do a more recent set of deaths. Okay. So on June 5th, 1986, Bruce Nickel left work early due to a headache, came home from work, took four extra-strength Excedrin pills, and reportedly collapsed only a few minutes later. His wife called 911, and Bruce was transported to a nearby hospital where he died a few hours later. The initial coroner's report stated that Bruce had died to natural causes, citing emphysema complications. We're getting right into it. Like, it is just someone has already died. I think I've seen this episode of, like... Oh, yeah, I wanted to start. Uh, my sources, I wanted to cite my sources. So, majority of the information came from Murderpedia mm-hmm. and also Forensic Files. I think I've seen this Forensic Files. Yeah. Uh, it normally opens up with the other victim. Yeah. I didn't want to open up with the other victim. Doing something a little different. Go in order, timeline-wise. Yeah. So less than a week later, on the morning of June 11th, 1986, Susan Snow, a 40-year-old bank manager in Auburn, Washington, woke up with a headache. A lot of people get headaches. <laughs> she took uh, two extra-strength Excedrin capsules, wished her daughter Haley a good day at school, then headed upstairs to finish getting ready for work. 40 minutes later, her daughter went upstairs to check on her mom and found her laying on the floor unconscious with her eyes open. That's not terrifying at all. No. Yeah. I imagine that that would be the on the 911 call the daughter had said that it was it looked like her mother was just sleeping with her eyes open oh. on the floor. Like her eyes were like rolled back in the back of her head, which if I was to ever see that ever, it would probably freak me out. Um I think most people it freak them out. Yeah, for sure. My sister when she was when she was like a super young, she used to sleep with her eyes open. Oh my god. It was it creeps me out when a dog does it. Like just it. the, sl- the, the littlest sliver. Oh my god! <laughs> like, no, the lips. driest eyes in the world after they wake up. Like yeah, it's normal. Yeah. Uh, so the daughter calls nine one one. She Susan is transported to a nearby hospital where she would pass away a few hours later. Uh, and then during the autopsy report, the medical examiner detected a scent of bitter almonds, which uh, is a telltale Cyanide. sign. For cyanide poisoning. Yeah. So they run some tests and they verify that Snow had died due to acute cyanide poisoning. And the investigators go to the house and they were able to trace the cyanide back to a bottle of Excedrin capsules found in the Snow household. So as you may or may not know, back in September uh, 1982, it was actually September 29th and September 30th, seven people in the Chicago area all died to cyanide poisoning within hours of each other after taking Tylenol that had been tampered with. Uh, This was the big, big thing that sort of um, skyrocketed Caused a lot of, like, mass panic because, like, seven random people Mm -hmm. died. To this day, uh, no charges have ever been laid in regards to the Tylenol murders. Mm -hmm. um, And several copyright crimes have occurred since then that attributed to at least three more deaths. And a whole lot more people being injured. How sweet. Just, like, terrible, terrible. So, because of that, and now that... uh, So, they had a woman die to cyanide poisoning, tampering with some Excedrin capsules. And they're just like, holy shit, is this going to be a little bit kind of like Chicago? Mm -hmm. So on June 17th, um, okay, so Bristol Myers is doing a national recall. And so it gets put on the news. It's it's on the news. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, there was uh, some cyanide tampering with some deaths. The the, media is getting media-ish, how they usually do. And people are getting a little freaked out. So... On June 17th, uh, which is a week after um, Susan Snow has died, uh, the police receive a phone call from Stella Nickel, 
who is the widow of Bruce Nickel, and she tells the police that she believes that her husband also died to cyanide poisoning a week prior because he had a headache, came home from work with a headache, mm-hmm. took a couple Excedrin pills, uh, the extra strength ones, lost consciousness and, mm-hmm. and died. And apparently during this time, uh, because his death was ruled a uh, natural causes mm-hmm. by emphysema, she was like, no, like this doesn't make any sense. He died. He didn't die to yeah, natural yeah, causes, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So that was a little, they were a little suspicious of that. So the police go in and they swoop and scoop up some of his blood, run a couple of tests, and uh, ta-da, they find out that Mr. Nickel also died to cyanide poisoning. Yeah. Go figure. Uh, which, I mean, when they were doing his autopsy, like, how did they miss the bitter almond smell? I didn't just ignore it sometimes is what I yeah, feel. Maybe like whenever just... someone dies of poisoning, they're like, you know what? Less paperwork. Yeah. Died of natural causes. Yeah. Murder, way more paperwork. Well, whoever did uh, whoever did Snow's uh, autopsy, I mean, good on you for for smelling that mm-hmm. almond. Good on your nose, you little doggy, you. I would not want to have good like nose receptors as a mortician. Ooh, no. So you would. I would imagine that over time, your nose probably gets a little bit immune. Yeah. To, so maybe oh, that's maybe why they didn't smell the almond because they're just like. Block so much out completely, yeah. and we're just like, I don't want to smell any of this. They're not Died. sensitive to it, but yeah. you would think that if you're a mortician or like not a mortician, because there wouldn't have been a mortician at this point. Yeah, like if you're like a, a medical examiner, you probably would need to be attuned to be able to pick up those smells. Like, yeah, those are your like, if you smell almonds, that's it. Maybe it's so rare, like cyanide poisoning yeah. is so rare. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently, cyanide poisoning wasn't rare in the 80s. <laughs> It's just an easy way to kill someone. Yeah. You know, you add it to their coffee sometimes. Yeah. yeah wow. Nick, Nick doesn't drink any coffee. It's probably just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Nickel dies to the cyanide poisoning, or they find out that he died to the cyanide poisoning after testing his blood, and they go to the house and they do a big sweep and they find two bottles of Excedrin. They test both those bottles, both those bottles, and both tested positive to, for cyanide. Oof. Which, the, I mean, the police were instantly like, "I mean, that's odd that you ended up with two. So when they question her about it, she claims that she bought them at different times and at different locations. Uh, and the police find this even more suspicious because, mm-hmm. I mean, at this time they really hadn't done uh, the big sweep, but. The media frenzy is picking up a little bit more because now there's two confirmed deaths to the cyanide poisoning and mixed with the uh, the Excedrin pills. Bristol Myers uh, recalls all Excedrin capsules in the United States, pulling them from store shelves. Then they tell consumers, don't use anything that you already have. Mm-hmm. Like, get rid of it. Two days later, the company announces a recall of all of their non-prescription capsule products. So anything that was in a capsule, they're just like, we're recalling just in it, case. get yeah. rid of it. And by the end of the month, Washington State had put in in a 90-day ban on all non-prescription medication in capsules. Jeez. Like, it was just like, they were like, no, we are not doing this shit again. We're pulling it all. We're testing it all. And it probably took forever. So during the, with the recalls and all of that, um, they end up finding two more bottles of tainted Excedrin, one in just a nor- like a, a store in the same area, mm-hmm. but not connected. And then another bottle at another store that snow that Susan snow had bought her medication from. Oh, and we uh, know where this is going. Yes. <clears throat> so the FBI sends all five bottles in to get tested. That's all they find. Mm hmm. And one of the bottles comes back testing positive for, or they had um, some little green specks in it, and they run some tests on that. They find out it's an algicide uh, called algae destroyer that's used in aquariums. Mm-hmm. So they're just so they run this theory where they think that whoever crushed the cyanide pills probably crushed it in the container of the algae destroyer without cleaning it because it was just my like very little was found but they just they were like it was probably mixed in the same container and then transferred over to the capsules so the fbi goes off and they're doing their fbi stuff and they discover that not only did miss stella nickel own an aquarium and recently get into the aquarium hobby 
She also recently purchased some algae destroyer, as well as taking out three life insurance policies on her husband. You shouldn't be allowed to take that many out because then yeah. you know murder is going to happen. Because first of all, why do you need three? Like, and these were poor people. These weren't like rich people. So that's I'm why just thinking, you need three because yeah. you can't get like an expensive one. So you get more than one to yeah. make up for the fact that you can only get like sixty thousand dollar life insurance policies. I think it's weird, and I feel like this is a big failure on life insurance companies yeah. and maybe just like the laws in- regarding it. But no, I don't think that people should have more than one life insurance policy no. unless it's like in conjunction with something. Cause I know when you buy a house, yeah. you have to get a life insurance policy for the house. For the house. Yeah. So I can understand if you had like a life insurance policy with your house and maybe a life insurance policy with your car. But if you've taken out three life Extra insurance ones. policies, yeah. that's a like red sign, red flag, red flag. So, that was, like, really weird. This is why you can't trust anyone who owns an aquarium. <laughs> I have aquariums, and I have life insurance policies on both me and my partner. So, so you know where this is going. Watch <laughs> out for that cyanide poisoning. Um, I would never. <laughs> I'm not. I would never be that boring. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I don't think I would. You know why? Because I don't think I would be able to be educated enough or I don't think that I am smart enough. Well, I know I'm not smart enough to be able to beat any test out there for poisons. Yeah. Because like, I don't, I don't think the general public, unless you work with poisons and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, you don't know what kind of tests are out there as to what would and wouldn't show. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just, I know that I wouldn't be able to get away with it. I know I wouldn't be able to get I away with it. I doubt that I would be able to get away with yeah. it when it's poison. But you are a woman, so you are more likely to get away with yeah. things. Okay, so Stella Nickel mm-hmm. uh, was born on August 7th, 1943, to a very poor family in Colton, Oregon. I think you have to be poor to be um, taking three life insurance policies on people. I mean, but this is when she was born. Yeah. I mean, you could be born to a rich family and then turn into a trash later on i yeah. mean her life wasn't her life really wasn't but i think all like that if you're if you start off poor and then you continue to be poor then money is more important than everything else whereas if you're able to grow your own wealth then you're not chasing money anymore as much yeah hope, but i don't know i don't know uh so yeah she grew up very poor uh she had a daughter at 16 years old uh where then afterwards she moved to south california mm-hmm. uh she got married and she had another daughter. Um, and then in her 20s, she started getting in trouble with the law. She served some time in jail for fraud and forgery, which seems to be a big fun thing for her is committing some fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also charged with child, with child abuse after beating her 10-year-old daughter uh, with a curtain rod. Uh, I'm surprised and that she got charged at all, though. Wasn't like the... 60s like a free-for-all this is the this would have been oh yeah i guess this would have been 70s right yeah 60s and 70s it depends on how bad she beat her with that curtain it must have been real bad because it pops to care back then i don't imagine it was just one time yeah um so she definitely had a temper and she liked to drink um which i mean it's when you're poor in the 40s and 50s and 60s like she probably grew up with like alcoholic parents and yeah to escape how yeah how shitty, shitty life is. is yeah like i get it yeah so um in 1974 she met bruce knuckle who was a heavy equipment operator uh the two married after only two years of dating and by all accounts their marriage was pretty okay mm-hmm. uh bruce knuckle was also a drunk he liked to hang out at the bar um and him and stella used to just drink all night and party all the time and yeah. everything was great found his Life partner. Yeah, he found his life partner. That was all well until Bruce uh, decided to go to rehab. Didn't want to be a drinker anymore. Probably wanted to improve his life a little bit. Was tired of being poor. So he goes to rehab and he gives up drinking. And then apparently Stella, the relationship starts to get a little bit rocky. Stella apparently is super resentful uh, of Bruce's sobriety. And would often complain to her children about how boring he was because he only ever wanted to stay home and watch TV instead of going out to the bars and drinking. He's my type and of man right there. Yeah. You know? Like, it is just sort of like, sorry that your husband decided that he wanted to better himself. Like, yeah. maybe you should have tried to step up to better yourself. You clearly needed to step up and better yourself when with the shit that you did after. So. Well, maybe she was better off just 
finding someone else who was yeah more like, in tune with her current lifestyle. If yeah. she's that unhappy, just you don't have to murder. Yeah, if you're that unhappy, just leave. you can just leave. Yeah. You don't need to kill him just because he doesn't want to drink with you anymore. Unless you're there against your will, then you can't kill him. I, there's <laughs> always an exception to the rule. Yeah, it just depends on the thing. This was not like Bruce Nichol was not beating his wife. No, so, uh, so yeah, so she was all upset about how boring he was because he didn't want to go out drinking with her. So she, I miss first. I guess she also kind of cut back on her drinking, um, and she uh, decided to take a little bit more um, uh, work shifts at night. Mm-hmm. And she also got into her aquarium habit, which I thought that was a really weird like piece of information. Maybe it's much because it's so meticulous. Well, the information is because of the yeah, yeah connection yeah, with like, it. Yeah. So I mean, why she got into the aquariums, who knows? But because they said it means zero. Times. Yeah, it was pretty much like kind of where people. I mean, it could have been where. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll we'll circle back to why she may have gotten to the aquariums because I have some theories. Better not be because of a man. <laughs> <laughs> so the police bring Cell into questioning and they ask her to take a polygraph test. They actually brought it also in um, uh, the husband of Susan Snow. Mm-hmm. They brought her and him in for questioning as well, and he submitted for the polygraph test and he passed because mm-hmm. he had nothing to do with it. Um, Stella was like, "Nah, I'm not doing your polygraph. I've been heavily drinking because of how upset it is that my husband has sure. passed." Mm-hmm. The lawyer was like, "She." Um, doesn't want to do it she doesn't she's too shaken up to be subjected to that kind of ex- examination well, yeah. so the fbi is like fuck the investigators are like well we don't really have much to like sort of tie her in we're gonna have to find some more evidence mm-hmm. but they're not really able to find any other than just the fact that the husband has uh some life insurance policies and the algae but it's all circumstantial it's not enough to arrest exactly. her exactly um but then they discover uh, uh, that she forged two, at least two of the life insurance policies. Oh. So he didn't even know that she had three life insurance no, policies. No, he didn't him. know. It, we don't know. It looks like two of them may have, may have been forged. So the police bring her in again. Also because she was set to receive an additional... So with the three life insurance policies, she was only getting $74,000, which I thought was... I mean, that's probably a lot of money back no, in 86. the 70s. It was 86. No, it was seven... Oh, yeah, 86, yeah. sorry. I mean, $70,000 to anyone, even in now, is a lot of money. But yeah. for, as like a life insurance... like For three life insurance policies? Yeah, that's, that's really... not that much money. No, it's not that much money. Yeah. However, if he had died accidentally she was set to receive an additional hundred thousand dollars but the coroner's report said that he died to natural causes Uh so she had been going and trying to fight um get that extra money to get that extra money so she was trying to fight and and have it so that it wasn't like an accidental death she also launched a uh wrongful death suit against bristol myers Mm -hmm. um because she was like, you killed my husband. So she was doing all this stuff to really make it look like her husband had uh, not had been murdered or mm-hmm. accidentally death, but not that she had killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the police bring her in for another polygraph test. Uh, she finally consented because it had been several months, so she couldn't have been like, oh, I'm too shaken up because mm-hmm. I've been drinking so much for the last X amount of time. And um, she fails. <laughs> Clearly. And, uh, but they, again, have no concrete proof that she purchased or used any cyanide, only that she has the algae destroyer. Mm-hmm. And again, they're unable to make an arrest. But all that changes a couple months later when Stella's daughter, Cynthia, comes forward. The one that, so Cynthia's the daughter who got Was beaten. Down. Yeah, 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 got beaten yeah, yeah. from the original marriage. Yeah. Uh, so she tells uh, the police that Stella repeatedly told her that she wanted her husband, Bruce, dead. Cynthia even stated that Stella had told her that she tried to kill Bruce before with capsules filled with foxglove, which is a, or also called digitalis, and it's just a flower, mm-hmm. poisonous flower. Um, however, that didn't work, 
Um, and so she decided to go to the public library to start researching other methods and learned about cyanide. Uh, Cynthia then claimed that Nicole had spoken to her several times about the two about what the two of them could do with the insurance money if Bruce was dead. So Stella was all just like, listen, we're going to get this $174,000. We can go open up a little aquarium shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we can have this, like, super great life yeah. if, if Bruce dies. And she was always, like, complaining to her kids about, like, how boring he was and for, like, for years. Mm-hmm. So with Cynthia's tale or her, like, statement, the police uh, go to the library and they find a whole bunch of records that showed that Nickel had checked out numerous books about poisons, including human poisoning from native and cultivated plants in a book called The Deadly Harvest. So, like, libraries were basically, like, your internet search history. Yeah. Like, they're like, you check, if you wanted to get away with this, you shouldn't have checked it out. You should make copies well, at the library. She was at the library. She wasn't checking the books out. Well, she did check out um deadly harvest and never returned it so they know for sure that she checked it out yeah but there were what they ended up pulling was her fingerprints they ran through all the books and they they found them they pulled her fingerprints off of a bunch of poisoning books and where a majority of all of her fingerprints were found on pages relating to cyanide poisoning to wear gloves yeah, if you're going to research shit, first of all, I highly suggest you going nowadays, go to the library to research, research your stuff uh, and maybe wear some gloves. Yeah, because we shouldn't be giving information no. out. To yeah, sorry. People. I mean, I grew up watching CS. Don't yeah. do it. Always wear gloves. Uh, don't do it. <laughs> I was a part of the generation that grew up watching like CSI. 5 million like yeah. CSI. So I, I know all about the stuff to not get caught. Like yeah. this is what you don't do. And nowadays it's like... <laughs> They'll find you out from something really dumb that you did. Oh, no. Usually. They'll find you. Yeah, they'll find There's you. There's cameras everywhere. Yeah. You're always being listened to. You're always being watched. Your social media for sure is not safe. No. As we've learned from recent news. Nope. So you'll get caught. You will you'll always get, get caught. caught. And mm-hmm. DNA lasts forever. Yeah. And they'll find you. And yeah. now it's not even your fucking DNA. It's your family's DNA, yeah. too. You got to make sure that they're not doing anything. And we're talking like seven cousins out. Mm-hmm. can fuck you over. Okay, so they pull her fingerprints uh, from several cyanide pages from the books, and they are like, we got you now, bitch, and mm-hmm. they arrest her. So uh, on October 9th, 1987, Nicole was indicted by a federal grand jury on five counts of product tampering resulting in death, and on May 9th, after five days of jury deliberation, she was found guilty on all charges, thank God. Because let's, who's not going to, like... Nowadays, if you have a really good lawyer, she could have gone away with it. Well, they basically sort of tried to fight it, and they did They did appeal. Yeah. So, yeah, the, it was... Uh, so, she went in. The court stuff only lasted about five months, and then she was found guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was sentenced to two terms of 90 years in prison for the deaths of Snow and Bruce Nickel, and three 10-year terms for the product um, tampering charges. Jeez. All sentences were to run concurrently, and the judge ordered Stella to pay a small fine and forfeit all of her remaining assets to the families of her victims. Good. Which, I mean... No shit. One of the families of her victims was her own fucking family. But so, it goes to, like, their daughter, probably. Yeah. yeah. Who was no way guilty of her mom being crazy. Okay, so there's a little bit of... Oh. Okay. So the part that's most interesting to me is that this is the first... This is the first convic- uh, conviction of... Um, product tampering since the 1982 murders because after the 1982 Tylenol murders, new FDA regulations went into effect, which made it a federal crime, not just a state or local crime to tamper with consumer products. Good. Because it's being dispersed out federally. Yeah. Like, more than just to the state. So the local and state authorities are not, prevent, however, prevented from also filing charges in such cases. So under the law, Nick uh, Stella's... Stella Nichols' crime was prosecutable under the federal product tempering case as well as a state murder case, but she wasn't convicted for murder. She was convicted of product tempering that caused death. So she is scheduled or she is up for probation this year. Oh, my God. Not probation. Parole? Parole. She's she's up for parole this year. Um, And so she could get out. She most likely will not. Um, But... 
the state, Washington state can still lay charges of the actual murders. Of, oh. Of, uh, so she gets out, they'll just lay charges. Yeah, if like if they're gonna pass it, then they'll probably be like, yeah. "No, bitch, you're you're going back, and we'll do that." But I can't imagine the parole board letting her off. Anyways, like she has to do. I fucking don't know. They don't seem to care. Hundred and she has to do two hundred and ten years. Yeah, but anyways. So, Nicole continued um, to maintain her innocence after her trial. Uh, she repeatedly was like, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. Uh, she applied for two appeals. Uh, both were denied, and she would basically claim that her daughter lied about the involvement in the case in order to reap the benefits. So um, basically they're saying, or she was saying, that the daughter wanted all the money. So she got the $174,000. Mm-hmm. In addition, she was also set to get $300,000 from uh, oh. Bristol Myers because they were they put out a thing like, we will give $300,000 to anybody that helps us solve yeah, what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, like as if like her daughter did it and then framed her mom. Yes. Oh. That's sort of what Stella was like. She framed me, but the cops were like, But the nah. fingerprints on of the books yeah. were yours yeah. as well as the you fact were, that you checked out the books. So You did it. Yeah. You know, I can um, understand why you're trying to pull this off. The daughter got uh, $250,000 of the 300000 Okay. So she did get that money. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, yeah, like. Her mom went to jail and her stepdad was murdered. Yeah. And she basically walked off with almost 500 grand. A lot of kids usually would prefer to have their parents. She was already an adult. Oh, then. She was like, she was 27. I mean, I would prefer to. And as I I can't imagine she had a great relationship with her mom. Well, so, bitch, if. I'm not, she probably, I don't believe that she actually set up her mom because no. like they because found the, the books proof, and then like the fingerprints, the but if, you know, I mean, but there's always conspiracy theories out there that like, she got her money. Yeah. Uh, she also tested, she also argued that the sales clerk, um, that stated that she purchased the algae destroyer was influenced on the promise of payment. So basically she was like, everybody's out to gump me. They're just, they're just paying off money, which I mean, I can see why she killed someone for $74,000. And then her daughter's like, I'm going to be able to get way more money than that. Um, and so, yeah, so that is the, uh, murder of, Susan Snow and, and Bruce, Bruce. Dickel, mm-hmm. and uh, which was the first the first conviction on uh, product tampering after the 1982 Tylenol murders. I wonder if there's been a lot since then. Uh, for the for product tampering, yeah, probably a lot for product tampering. Yeah, yeah, but there um, because there was a lot of copycats that spewed out. So uh, a little bit of extra facts. They were going to move and make a movie about her, mm-hmm. about this. Um, and Johnson & Johnson, who is the uh, company for Tylenol, yeah. they shut it down because they, they don't didn't, want people to remember. Yeah, they didn't want people. They didn't want the movie because mm-hmm. they didn't want to be remind, reminded of the Tylenol 82 murders. Uh, they didn't want the bad press. Johnson Johnson was just like, no, we don't want any of it. So uh, that movie got got shut down, and they've never they've never done a movie on it. Which it was supposed to have Katie Seagal as really? uh, as Stella, which what? I love. I love her, Katie. I love her so um, much. She would have that would have been a good movie. I would have yeah. liked to watch it. So my story this week is sort of a murder, but mostly cannibalism. <laughs> How do you have mostly cannibalism with? Sort of a murder. With sort of a mostly murder. Mostly cannibalism. It'll make sense after I read the story. Okay. It's great. Okay. I'll try not to. <laughs> I think you might have heard of it. It's very recent. Yeah. It's I don't pretty... I don't know. I don't really hear. Unless it's like the bath salts in Florida. Oh, yeah. That guy. That guy was. Yeah. Great. Unless it's the bath salts guy in Florida. I don't think he died, I though. That wasn't no, a murder. But, I mean, he, he still, there was a little bit of cannibalism. Well, this guy's name is Armin Muse. He was he is known as the Rotenberg cannibal or der Metzgermeister, the master butcher. The master butcher in Germany. Okay, I was going to ask you where was this? Because yes. <laughs> it didn't well, last sound American. Metzgermeister. Metzgermeister. I don't know German der dialect. I just know that like, if it says der, it's almost always German. <laughs> I don't know I if that's true. I don't know. Guess. 
Yeah. I don't know. Somewhere in Europe, but German. <laughs> he was born on December 1st, 1961. I actually have some of his backstory. Um, I only got all this information from, because I, I like checked like four or five different, like, you know, articles and like Murderpedia and Wikipedia and like different things. But this, I found like this one place that had his backstory information. Don't know if it's true. Because no one else wrote about it. Yeah, that's sort of the thing that you get into, right? Because you yeah. you don't really know what story is telling the right story, and yeah. everyone sort of like has their own little yeah. spin. I like Murderpedia because I found that like they take a lot of different information, information. Yeah. and it's always the same information, but they have it in one section. Yeah, it's really nice. And this information was not a, his like background info was yeah. not on Murderpedia. Yeah. Armin was a third son of Waltraud Muse, a woman who by the age of 45 had been dumped by three husbands. So if you're dumped by three people, I feel like you're pretty bitter. I think so. I mean, it depends on the state of the relationship. I mean, they could have been trash people and just couldn't handle how extra she was. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Not in those days, though. No. When was this again, sir? He was born in 1961. Okay. So... 60s, 70s. Yeah, it's our parents. Armin was six when his half-brothers left to pursue their own lives and eight when his own father left. Waltraud, which is the mom's name, was a bitter and domineering woman who criticized Armin nonstop. Man, that's how they're going to talk about me when I have kids. No. No, they won't. <laughs> no, they won't. That woman was such a pushover. No. Yeah, Man. my mom let me get away with everything. <laughs> Dudes with, like, super, like, controlling, overbearing moms never really, that shit doesn't work out most of the time. By the time he was eight, he was already having fantasies of eating his schoolmates. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, by the time he was eight years old, he had already had fantasies of eating his schoolmates. And there's a reason for it. He thought through eating them. He hoped that the day would become his brothers, and it was his way of keeping them with him forever. Oh my fucking god! He must have like heard some like weird story. That so he thought that if he ate the kids, that they would stay with him. That they would stay with him. Was he an only child? Did he have? He wasn't. He has. He had brothers, but all of his half brothers left him when he was six. So I think like he had brothers and all of a sudden they're gone. So he's following. Was he lonely. like a, like a, like a late child in life type deal? It doesn't sound like it. Mm, that's that's unfortunate. That's weird. Anyways, yeah. but I have a side personal note here. Ooh. I 100% have said to Nick that this is what I would do with him. I would. This is what I want him to do with my body. I told him before. I think within the first year of us dating that I want my cremated body to be sprinkled into all of his food so he could eat me and I could travel with him forever. Oh, my God. He said no. <laughs> he told me I'm fucking crazy. I mean. But with this, yeah. That is no. that is a little weird, Angela. I will admit. I also decided what tree I would become if <gasps> okay, I what discuss this. So I said, after I die, I want my body to be cremated and made into a tree. Which but I want it to be made into a fig tree. Because figs. figs eat wasps to create the fruit most of the time. Figs eat wasps? So figs are technically carnivorous. Figs yeah. eat the wasps yeah. to create so when the you fruit? Eat, like most of the time. So figs are actually just the dead wasp. <gasps> and I love that. And I also love figs. But I love that. Oh my god! I didn't know that. So I want to become a fig tree. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Back to your story. So his mother succumbed to cancer in 1999, which oh, is no. shortly before all of the shit goes down. Okay, so that definitely it probably, sounds like a trigger. That would have been his trigger. I was gonna say, I bet you he was real happy after his mom died, yeah. but maybe not. Well, he is called a cannibal, so I, maybe maybe he. I don't know. Maybe he needed his mom. So he is a German computer repair technician who posted an ad in a forum on the website, The Cannibal Cafe, a blog for people with a cannibal fetish. Oh, my fucking God. He was, quote, looking for a well-built 18 to 30-year-old to be slaughtered and consumed. 
Do people sign up for that shit? Yes. Do, do people literally sign up to be slaughtered and killed? Like well, to this be is where I'm killed and- too. <gasps> oh my god, there is this whole <laughs> side of the world that I like people do not. I'm getting to it. Oh no. He admitted to an obsession with cannibalism from an early age, as I mentioned. Oh, dude. Seriously, going back a little bit, any person that goes to that cannibalism cafe website, on, they are on for the sure on some FBI list. Maybe not, though. I mean, cannibalism is not illegal. It's in not illegal, but Germany. It's, that's, it's not. Cannibalism isn't illegal in Germany. Well, I, when this was happening in 2001, it wasn't. I mean, if it or wasn't. 2011, ha- sorry. I'm sorry. If it was happening in 2011 and it wasn't illegal, it for sure is probably still or 2001. not illegal. It is 2001. I just wrote it on the wrong day. It doesn't matter. That's still mm-hmm. recent. That's crazy. That shit should have been shut down back in like 1400s. <laughs> well, this is the internet, right? So you can do whatever you want on the internet, as we've known. Yeah. So Armin originally got many replies, but ultimately backed out. Like a lot of them would reply to him being like, I want this to happen. But we're like, you know what? Just kidding. I oh, I actually realized that you're actually going to kill, kill me. me I don't have anyone to really look after my cat that day. Yeah. I'm going to have to and cancel. Forever. Yeah. Muse did not try to force them into it. So he didn't, you know, yeah. if they said no, then he was like, all right. He was actually very respectful. So he was, he's probably the least terrifying cannibal. I mean, it's, it's cool. Cause it's sort of like a, yeah, I don't want to, he doesn't want to force anybody into it. It's, yeah. it's a willing, he wants it to be a consensual And experience. don't worry, this story's going to get super weird real fast. Fuck. I cannot believe anybody fucking replied. Like I could, I could see some dudes being like, ha let's reply to this and see what happens just to see how it goes. And I think that's what most of them were. Yeah, in the more beginning. of like intrigue. And then, he, and then he realized he was actually super serious and he wants to eat you. Oh my God. So finally someone did reply. <gasps> Burned Jurgen Armando Brands, an engineer from Berlin, answered the ad on March 2001. An engineer? You would think that he'd be smart. Well, Burned was known for his mutilation ideas <gasps> in the homosexual prostitution scene oh. of his home city and was Sorry. employed by Simon's AG in a managerial capacity until his death. Okay, hold on. So he liked to do homosexual mutilation? He was known for the ideas of oh, you know, okay. like putting it out there like, hey, do you know what sounds real cool? Mutilating. Chopping off dicks. <laughs> of gay men. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Because it's homosexual, homosexual prostitution music. scene. They met in person on March 9th, 2001 hmm. at Armin's house in Rotenburg. Burned willingly entered into the soundproof slaughter room that Armin designed. So, yeah. They sat around at first and talked about computers, drinking coffee, and smoking. And Burned seemed hesitant during this conversation so Armin suggested 20 sleeping pills, some schnapps, and cold medicine to maybe calm him down. Because, you know, like... Honestly, I can imagine if you're, like, you you just willingly walked into a place to die. Yeah. He's probably getting a little, a little bit of, like, you know, maybe I don't really want to do this. And then, then someone's like, do you want some drugs to calm your nerves? And you're like, yeah, then... Yeah. yeah. You know what? That might... Listen, if someone gave me a choice on how I wouldn't want to die, yeah, pump me full of a bunch of pills, have me go to sleep... I don't ever want to wake the fuck up. <laughs> does, he, does he wake up? Oh, no. At around 6 p.m., Byrne cried out, do it now. And this is all in the perspective of Armin, who's telling the okay. story of what happened, because okay. obviously Byrne is dead. Since so he is say, dead. He is dead. But it's not a murder because it's consensual. But it is a murder. You'll see. Okay. Armin turned on the camera at this point, which is why there. Okay, yes. I was, I was going to ask, was it recorded? There is a video that okay. the court officials got to see, but fortunately, it said to not be available, and I don't want to watch it, and I don't want to know about it. Don't send me anything. Thank you. Just knowing that the tape is out there and someone's seen it is enough for me. But Burned and Armin agreed to eat the penis first. So well, that he agreed to eat his own. Pe- okay. Yes. That they so were going to eat the penis together. Together, so Burned <gasps> could also experience it. Oh, dude, no! Why do you want to eat your own penis? Burned initially suggested Armin bite it off, <laughs> but it didn't work. 
So Arvin I would imagine use a knife to cut it. Off oh fuck me! While Bird is still alive. Oh my god! And it's on camera. <laughs> yep, all on camera. So I'm thankfully don't nope. I don't want to see this. Bird attempted to eat his own penis raw, but found it to be too chewy. What a shocker! Yeah, it would probably be a little too chewy. I mean, any part of your human body is going to be too chewy. But the penis, especially. I mean, it's just. I mean, there's no blood in it. It'll be all super flaccid. It'd so, be very chewy. Armin chopped up the penis and fried it up in a pan with salt, pepper, garlic, and wine with some of Burns' fat. It ended up being too burnt to consume, so Armin chopped up the penis some more and fucking fed it to his dog. According to court officials who saw the video, the said that Burn may have already been too weak from the blood loss. To consume more than one bite of his own flesh. So it sounds like he did get a bite out of it. But, you know, he was he was he was pretty tired from losing all that blood, losing his yeah, penis. That's... He lost like five pounds probably. So, you know, it's uh that is a huge dick if it's five it's blood pounds. too okay sorry right? yeah, yeah. With, about, the like, blood. The blood with the blood and the fat he cut off yeah i guess it yeah. and it also depends on like how they're doing it yeah i don't imagine they're doing it cleanly yeah and i'm just trying to picture some dude cutting i don't want don't getting his it. dick don't cut off it. while like not screaming and like running around that's why you had 20 sleeping pills and the schnapps and the cold medicine in the system oh my god not enough Armin drew burned a bath to le- let him bleed out and the took a break up. to read a Star Trek novel. Oh. Checking in every 15 minutes to see if Burn dies. I'm, why wouldn't you, like, at that point, just, like, slit his throat or something? Like, He's to speed up. Wait, yeah, but I mean. I get there. You kind of, I mean, how is, how is sitting in a room with a dude bleeding out for Every, like, if you're going in every 15 minutes to go check on that, like, why? To me, it seems like it would make more sense for you to just I get to nick it. the artery in the leg then. So after the bath, Burn collapsed into unconsciousness because he was still alive at that point. He was alive in the bath? He was still alive the next oh morning. Oh, fucking God. After his penis was chopped off and he was in the bath for that long, still alive. Okay, so 12 hours has gone by. Those yep. drugs most definitely have gotten out of his system. The alcohol most definitely has worn off. How is that dude still like, alive? Like, hey, you know what? I changed my mind. He like, lost a lot of blood, though, so he was unconscious, but he was alive. Yeah, but still. So after a long hesitation and prayer, um, Armin killed Burned by stabbing him in the throat, after which he hung the body on a meat hook. Armin wow. then cut the body up into pieces for future consumption. Wow. He pan-broiled some flesh, and then on a table set with his mother's best tablecloth, he paired the meat with a good <laughs> red wine. The details are super important in this story. It is not an important... You know what? Actually, I have no sympathy for this victim because he signed the fuck up. See? So that's why it's one of those stories where you you don't feel fear for no. it because you're not worried this will happen to you because you're not going to reply to a cannibal on the internet and tell them they can eat you, right? No, I'm not interested in anybody. No. Yep. no. He no. labeled and froze leftovers and then went back online looking for another victim. What? He's already looking for another one? He hasn't even finished the one human he's eaten. Well, like, get into it. You don't need more, like, oh, my God, dude. The entire ordeal of him, you know, chopping up the body and eating it, whatever, took four hours. Four hours that were recorded on tape, which the court may have seen. That is, that is excessive mm, yep. and shocking. Armin ate. Burns body for the next 10 months, storing body parts in his freezer under pizza boxes and consuming up to 20 kilograms of flesh, which is 44 pounds. That is disgusting. Yep. 40? I don't think I've eaten 44 pounds of anything in my life. Probably like chicken. Like maybe over like the span of my whole this life. Is 10 months. That's... I definitely eat. I've definitely eaten 10 pounds of chicken or 44 pounds of chicken in 10 months. I ate a lot of meat. Um, on December 2002, 
some sites say 2001, but I think it's 2000. I don't, it's really hard to tell because he killed him in March 2001 and he ate the body for 10 months. This was 2002. So I feel like he might it might have he might have actually been caught in December 2001, but I don't know. Like three so, different sites gave me different. Okay, well, I mean days. March is the third month, so if you add 10 months, I mean it could be December. Yeah. He yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go where it's 2001, not yeah. 2002, because that's over a year. A college student had found a new advertisement by Burns for a new victim, as well as a details of Burns' murder. Okay, so it wasn't right away that he went looking for a new person. Well, it, it was- sounds like he... Someone, like a college student, finally, some, it was the first time someone reported it. Because even okay. if, like, you put it online, a lot of people just okay. read it and they're like, whatever. They're not going to report you to the police normally. He actually posted about the murder? Yeah. What a fucking idiot. To make sure that you know that when you die, he'll chop off your penis and we, they can share I just want you to know that, it, like, I'll be real respectful with your body while I'm eating it. Exactly. These are the, this is the menu. This is the cookbook that I yeah. made. And uh, it's going to taste super delicious. And I'm going to make sure that your body doesn't go to waste. And I'll share it with my dog. <laughs> yeah, that dog ate well. The student called the police who searched Armin's home and subsequently found a tape as well as the body parts in the freezer. Armin admitted to murder and cannibalism, which, by the way, in Germany, there are no laws that make cannibalism a crime. Okay. The charges against Armin were murder for the purpose of sexual pleasure and disturbing the peace of the body or of the dead. So his defense for the trial was that Byrne agreed to it, so it wasn't a crime, which is how you felt about it because the victim did say, you can eat my body. And there's obviously tons of, he actually has a video of him consenting to this killing. Yeah. What do you do with that? Yeah, that's. Such a weird great. What area. do you do at that point? Yeah. Like if if someone says like I want you to kill me and, and me. then I kill you, yeah, like then I shouldn't get charged with murder. But you asked for it. There were two trials. On January 30th, 2004, at the first trial, the judge gave Armin eight and a half years for manslaughter, saying that it wasn't a murder case, but a case of Two psychologically sick people who yeah. found each other. Yeah. Which I feel... Manslaughter makes... You know. Yeah. Armin expressed regret and said he would write a biography with the aim to deter anyone who wants to follow his footsteps. They should no. Go for treatment. He's making a biography to make himself famous. They should go for treatment so it doesn't escalate like it did for me. While in prison, okay, maybe. Armin became a vegetarian. Uh... I think it's probably because people made fun of him a lot for eating the meat and maybe they did a lot of shit to his food and so he just became a vegetarian in jail. I said maybe that's because nothing is as sweet as human flesh. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so twisted. <laughs> but, you know, maybe. Maybe he's like, I've had I'm the best. I'm pretty sure people just like shit all over his food though because yeah. they're just like, you like eating human prison. people? You yeah. can eat my fucking shit. Yeah. He believes that Germany has about 800 cannibals currently. I believe it. Every child. You have a lot of people that are living there that lived during World War II. Mm-hmm. And that's going to have some psychological ramifications down onto their children yeah. and their children. They will be feeling that for a really long time. But no, I'm not shocked. There was a lot of, there was a lot of starving and a lot of poor people. And a lot of people had to turn to cannibalism but you don't have to know. which was what my story was about yeah <laughs> uh, on our first episode yep <laughs> a retrial was ordered on april 2004 or mm. 2005 why a retrial arguing that he should be convicted for murder as he killed for sexual gratification no nope. a mo- motive proved by his videotaping of the crime because you would only videotape was he crime. masturbating well, their their argument was the fact that if they videotaped the crime, it's because he wants to relive this experience, which in their minds means sexual gratification. Really? Because I think he recorded it so that when the police showed up, they'd be he'd be like, "No, I have this video. This is of what him happened." Agreeing to it of the whole thing. Well, the consent that Burned gave on tape was ignored ignored uh, during his second trial. See, I kind of look at it like, unless he was receiving sexual gratification at the time, which he wasn't, 
I don't think. I don't think him watching the video later gives him sexual gratification. This was an assumption. So yeah. at his retrial, a psychologist stated that Armin could reoffend and still had oh, fantasies yeah. about devouring the flesh of young people. Yep. So on May 10, 2006, the court in Frankfurt convicted Armin of murder and sentenced him to life imprisonment, <sighs> which That's too bad. he is still currently I mean, serving. I agree. He definitely would have reoffended if but, he would have gotten out. I do believe that. Yeah. Um, I don't think he needed to get charged with murder, though. I think the manslaughter was enough. And yeah. I think that he should have been, instead of being in jail for the rest of his life, he should have been to jail for the certain amount of time, and they got put into a facility. He would have definitely been free in 2012 if he had served his eight and a half years for the manslaughter. Um, he did definitely need a lot of psychological help. Yeah, so you send him to jail, and you, then you assess, and then you put him into a medical facility. But it was one of those stories where I was so conflicted. Cause I'm like, this guy asked to be murdered and then they ate his dick together. Yeah. It was very consensual. Yeah. And my question is at any point, did he say, no, Stop. I don't want to do this. And it doesn't sound like they never mentioned it. So it doesn't yeah. sound like he never, he never like, said no. It's sort of the one time he, yeah. the, at the beginning, but then they drugged him, gave him some alcohol. But I mean, like during the removal of the penis or when he was in that bathtub for like, like an that hour. Penis down or, his throat? It doesn't sound like no. it. So. Or was he like sitting there chewing on it and be like, oh, I can't, I can't yeah. eat this and spit it out. And then was like, oh, I'm so weak. Like manslaughter for sure. Murder, I don't. Yeah. It's a little fluid only because, only because. They have the video. If it yeah. was, if it was just like no, no, he was he so into it. it. Yeah. I would have been the like video there. It sounds like it should have been manslaughter because of the video. But yeah, because they omitted the fact that he gave consent in the video for a second trial. That's oh. the reason he was able to. They were able to get him life imprisonment. Oh, that sucks. So yeah. Much. I mean, it doesn't suck so much. But, but I mean, this story was just so interesting. No, that like is. Cannibalism and someone just being like, hey, you can eat my dick. Like, you know what? Like, <laughs> fucking like 12-year-old kids say that on like Call of Duty and like Halo or whatever the hell. They're all like, oh, eat my dick. Well, this guy will eat your dick. Yeah, literally. So. He wants you to sign up so that he can eat your dick. Yeah. If you want your dick eaten. Oh, man. Uh, well, thank you for telling me that. That one, I like that. That had everything. And cannibalism and yep. dick eating dick eating you know jail consensual time. Dick consensual eating. dick eating is pretty big deal those german cannibals <laughs> let me tell you thanks for listening this week to our cannibalism story as well as our excedrin murder story hopefully you'll still be alive for the next episode and you won't be dead so you can listen to it I'm not really sure what our tagline is anymore. So I don't think we have a tagline. We're just going to make make it up every episode. It's going to probably change a little bit. And then eventually we'll figure it out. Yeah. We should just write. We should. I should write something out. No. Just, no, this is better. It's oh, better my God. No, because it's freestyle. so horrible to edit. No, no, we just keep this last part. We keep this like this. Like, you just don't even and then, edit and then it just part. And then it just It's just all babbling. Off. It's like, okay, thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs> Hope you're still around next week. That's Catch us creepy. next time. Bye. Bye.